in this bulletin, senior Yongu clan elder from the Northern Territory says he's voting no in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Treasurer Jim Chalmers unveils a record final surplus of $22 billion. And in sport, Australia cricket releases new uniforms featuring a First Nations design. A senior Yongu clan elder and civil rights activist from the Northern Territory says he's voting no in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum and has argued a yes vote is another step towards assimilation. Reverend Dr Gondara says the voice can't represent the views of all First Nations people and he believes it would demean sovereignty. It comes after the Dilak Council met with the Prime Minister at the Gama Festival in August to express their support for The Voice. Reverend Gondara says he will continue advocating for treaty. I call for treaty. Treaty now, as Manda was saying, treaty now, I never been happen in his lifetime. We need hope to see treaty through Yotuyindi. Treasurer Jim Chalmers is expected to reveal a record final surplus of $22 billion for last financial year. It will be the first time in 15 years the government has brought in more revenue than it has spent. Economists predict the surplus is thanks to high prices for commodity exports and robust job growth. Treasurer Jim Chalmers told Sky News the surplus is due to good management by the Albanese government. When you get uh, a, an improvement in revenue that, like we have had as a consequence largely of a stronger labour market but also good prices for our exports, what matters is what you do with that. Uh, and what we've been able to do is to bank almost all of it to get the budget in much better nick at the same time as we're rolling out billions of dollars in cost of living help. Our predecessors used to spend most of these revenue upgrades. We have banked almost all of it. Australia's road toll has increased with more than 100 people killed in road accidents last month alone. New figures by the Federal Transport Department show Australia recorded its highest August road toll since 2018. New South Wales and South Australia recorded the highest increases, up by more than 20%, including cyclists and pedestrians. The rise sets back national targets to halve road deaths by 2030. Experts say the threat of another world-altering pandemic looms larger by the day as climate change continues to worsen. Australian Medical Association President Steve Robson told the ABC it is very likely a similar sickness will sweep the world once again. We, we know that there are a number of viruses, you know, other coronaviruses and so on, that are on the periphery of our communities and it would not take much, particularly with climate change, changing the ecology. Um, these things are likely to happen again. As a result, he and other experts have welcomed the government's efforts to review its response to COVID-19. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and Health Minister Mark Butler yesterday announced a 12-month inquiry into the pandemic, which will examine the provisions of vaccines, mental health support for those impacted by COVID-19 and lockdowns, financial support and assistance for Australians abroad. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is visiting the White House for a meeting with the United States President Joe Biden. Mr Zelensky has stopped by the capital to garner support for more aid for his country's war with Russia, followed by a visit to the Pentagon. 
It's his second visit to Washington since Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022 and comes as Mr Biden's request to Congress for an additional $24 billion for Ukraine's military and humanitarian needs is hanging in the balance. But US National Secretary Advisor Jake Sullivan says a new package of military assistance will be announced today. These capabilities will help Ukraine harden its defenses ahead of what is likely to be a tough winter. The package the president will announce today will also include weapons and equipment to help Ukraine maintain its momentum in the counteroffensive. That includes additional ammunition for U.S.-provided HIMARS systems, anti-armor capabilities, artillery ammunition, and more DPICMs, which have helped Ukraine make gains and, crucially, also helped Ukraine defend against counterattacks. President Zelensky has thanked Mr. Biden. I felt trust between us and it allowed us to have a frank and constructive dialogue, Mr. President, and this trust and support I felt from both chambers and both parties. I'm grateful for this. Experts say World Alzheimer's Day has been marked globally at a pivotal time in the research of the disease. More than 55 million people suffer from the degenerative and incurable brain disease, but scientists say this is an exciting time with real progress being made. Clinical trials show two drugs are now seeking regulatory approval and researchers say other drugs in development are promising. Dr Stephanie Fowler is a neuroscientist at UCL's UK Dementia Research Institute and Drug Discovery Institute. For the first time we can see that Alzheimer's disease is no longer intractable. We have a very clear path to reducing um, the severity and um, slowing disease progression in Alzheimer's disease. So that's really encouraging for all of the other therapies that are sort of up and coming is that we actually can do something to better this disease. More than 400,000 people are living with dementia in Australia and it remains the second highest cause of death. The Northern Territory's Helicopter Search and Rescue Service has received a boost in funding and a second rescue helicopter to support emergency medical services in the top end. The $19 million in funding aims to strengthen capabilities to provide emergency medical care in Northern Australia. The additional helicopter will increase CareFlight's emergency rescue coverage in remote areas and it will operate all year round. Minister for Health and Aged Care Mark Butler says the additional funding will aid in improving emergency care for those who have the least access. We also have the challenge of living in this vast continent where the tyranny of distance means that people living outside our major cities like Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane don't always have access to the sort of health care that people in the big cities are able to take for granted. And having this sort of evacuation capability and retrieval capability is just so important to close that tyranny of distance. For the first time, Australia's High Commission in the United Kingdom has hosted an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander fashion show. The event, held during London Fashion Week, gave an opportunity for six First Nations designers to show off their labels to industry chiefs and influencers. Designer of Kamara Swim, Naomi Collings, says it's a breakthrough moment. To be honest, it's quite unbelievable that I'm here, that the brand is here. Um, What started as a little brand um, out of Townsville in North Queensland is now being showcased commercial ready on an international stage. 
Cricket Australia has released its new international uniforms for the next two seasons, and they'll all include a First Nations design for the first time. Auntie Fiona Clark's Walkabout Wickets artwork features in all three kits and pays tribute to the pioneering Indigenous cricketers which toured England in 1868. All one-day matches will see green kits being worn, while T20 players will sport yellow outfits. Australian bowler Mitchell Stark and Australian captain Alyssa Healy have welcomed the new kits. I think it's great having the the Indigenous uh, artwork on on all the kit. Uh, I think we've been pushing for that for for a long time and now to have it represented on all all three formats uh, in the the uniform is fantastic. It's been a long time coming. I I think we've had walking wickets on our our collars for uh, a little while now, but to have um, the Indigenous design actually embedded in our kit I think is fantastic and um, long may it continue. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, mostly sunny 25, Adelaide, sunny 22, Melbourne, partly cloudy 16, Hobart, much the same, Aubrey-Wodonga, partly cloudy 19, Canberra, sunny 18, Wollongong, partly cloudy 18, Sydney, also partly cloudy 20, Newcastle, much the same 21, Brisbane, partly cloudy 24, Townsville, mostly sunny 30, Cairns, sunny 31, Darwin, also sunny 34, Alice Springs, sunny 31, and the Torres Strait Islands, sunny 31. And that is NITV Radio News. NITV Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm or anytime online. 